What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Six AFC home games to preview today. And guys, you know what's great about fantasy? Like, these games are terrible. Buffalo, right? I mean, Buffalo, Cleveland, Giants, Jets, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Tennessee, Miami, Indianapolis, Rams, Pittsburgh. Maybe two good games here, but for fantasy, it yeah. doesn't matter, right? For fantasy, they're all great. We love them. Good morning. You got you to you gotta love that, that somebody's listening to this right now, and they're going, wow, this, this is going to be a fun show. It is. I'm saying. We're going like, to talk about six terrible things. We're going to talk about six terrible things. We're putting and I'm not sure that Buffalo pig. at Cleveland is going to be great for fantasy. I'm not sure that Miami at Indianapolis, well, Miami, well, Miami at Indianapolis should be. I don't mean that, it, that that's going to be a lot of fantasy points. I mean, we can, you know, we still have tough fantasy decisions in those games. And, uh, you know, the, the quality of the game doesn't matter. But gosh, some real bad teams playing in the slate that we're talking about today. We welcome Dave, Jamie, and Heath. I'm Adam. Thank you all for listening. Uh, and we're going to do a few things today. We're going to look at some schedules. We didn't get a chance to do that really yesterday. Some players with very good schedules, very bad schedules, not just in the playoffs, but going forward. We're going to do some rankings disputes and get into the game. So let's start with the schedules, guys. And all right, I gave you a list. I don't want to go through every player with every matchup, but the, the quarterbacks I have with good schedules going forward are Jameis Winston, weeks uh, 15 and 16, Detroit and Houston. Tom Brady, pretty good schedule. Uh, Carson Wentz, at one point it's Miami, the Giants, the Redskins. Uh, so those three stand out, and I gave you some running backs. But anyway, let's look at good schedules, the players I provided, and any that you might have on your own. And who stands out to you? Which players could be fantasy gold going forward? I hope it's Carson Wentz, because he's been a bad fantasy quarterback for the last month. You know, so... Now you know there's no Deshaun Jackson, but that schedule sets up for him to take advantage of those matchups. And, you know, it's it's something that I think a lot of people have to consider this week is did you drop Carson Wentz or are you trying to pick him up if he was dropped to stash him for that stretch of games and can he deliver? This is also the point in the season where he typically has broken down, whether it was two years ago with the ACL or last year with the back injury. So if he stays healthy, I think he'll be good. I don't know if he'll be great, but I'm I'm still hopeful. So that was one that... Um, looking at it stood out to me a few weeks ago, and, and I'm glad you brought that up as a as a good scenario for him because he should, in theory, be good. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Mark Ingram because I've had some questions about whether he's going to be like without the pass 
work and with the questionable red zone stuff because of Lamar Jackson, whether he's going to be a must-start running back, but you look at his playoff matchups at Buffalo, the Jets, and at Cleveland. It's not just teams you can run on, but also teams I think their defense could really shut down and get them in situations where they've got a lead they're protecting in the second half. I wonder with uh, with Ingram if, as an older back, as they start to look like a playoff team, do they pull back on his touches a little bit? That, yeah, that's, I, that's, that's my one concern with him is that I think he'll be serviceable. I just don't know like where the ceiling is with him as the season goes on just in terms of his touches. And I almost think the opposite of that because I think that you could see them want to lean on the guy who they can trust to make that playoff push and then into the playoffs to be that guy that they give the football to I, I, more often than uh, someone like Gus Edwards. They don't have a lot of room to pull pull back. I mean, they've already kind of even only played 30 or 31 snaps in the last three games. He's been right around 15 to 16 touches. Like, I don't I don't know that he goes much lower than that. And against those teams, that's probably enough. So that's Mark Ingram. Other running backs that that I have is having good schedules are Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, and Philip Lindsay and Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard's got the Dolphins, the Giants, and the Redskins. Same schedule as, as Wentz. That's weeks 13, 14, 15. So not entirely the fantasy playoffs. So those guys have good schedules. One thing I'll say, if you see a, a, a player with the Chiefs on their schedule, the Chiefs' run defense has gotten a lot better lately. We're going to talk about that a little bit later as they get ready for Derrick Henry. Uh, can I go back to Jameis Winston, though? Look at Jameis's schedule. Arizona, New Orleans, Atlanta, Jacksonville, the Colts, that might be tough. Detroit, Houston, and then Atlanta in week seven week seventeen. I mean, if you play in week seventeen, Jameis Winston might have the best quarterback schedule going forward. It's it's juicy, man. And we know that the game script is pretty much locked in on Jameis Winston because I, I know we talked about adding Ronald Jones. I don't think Ronald Jones takes a big chunk of this offensive workload. The defense, great against the run, terrible against the pass. I don't see that improving. I think Jameis Winston's going to continue to throw a lot week after week. Cool. All right, bad schedule. Oh, also, uh, Gerald Everett has a good schedule. I mentioned that on Tuesday. The Steelers DST after this week which might not be terrible but after this week and they're they've been they've been great the Steelers DST lately. Cleveland, yep, Bengals, really Cleveland, Cardinals, Bills, Jets. It's uh 1 2 you 3 You can't stop the Browns. 4 5 of their last 6 games are against teams that are 24th or worst or worse against DSTs. Um, with Arizona being They couldn't the stop Brian Hoyer. What kind of recommendation is this? Uh, but no, but the, you being serious? No. Okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> no, they get after the quarterback. Um, all right, bad schedules. Josh Allen, he's got Cleveland and Miami the next two weeks. Looks good there. But then after that, Denver, Dallas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England, and then the Jets in week 17. So it looks bad for Allen. A lot of that's on the road too, right? At they Dallas, five home games. at Pittsburgh, at New England. Three of their last four games are on the road. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Stafford, schedule gets tough. Kirk Cousins, schedule gets tougher. Jared mm-hmm. Goff, schedule's not very good, uh, especially because Arizona's in week 17. Deshaun Watson. Then you got Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. They don't have great schedules. But I think you look at— You're going to start them. You look right? at Allen, Stafford, Cousins, Goff. Go ahead, Heath. Sorry. You probably are, but like 
if you have Aaron Rodgers and you have Jameis Winston and you look at Jameis's schedule and Rodgers, you're probably starting Jameis Winston in the fantasy playoffs. Like you'd probably rather have Jameis Winston if you know you're going to the playoffs than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, potentially. I, I just wonder if you could trade Aaron Rodgers for Jameis Winston and get something else. Right. I, I think it's mm. you know, and I, I say this all the time about schedules because we you know we've seen injuries along the way. This is the point in the year where injuries really start to become a problem. So there may be some key guys missing on the defenses these teams are facing. While it looks you know tough now or in some cases you know very daunting there could be some scenarios where it's not the case and totally. as for Stafford I almost see the game script being the same for him every week just like Jameis so I almost don't care so much who he plays like this, this is a good this, this is an week, interesting yeah. litmus yeah, test for him because normally I, I've been ranking him as a top three to five fantasy quarterback the last couple of weeks and now he's going up against Chicago they've got a good pass defense we'll see if their pass rush comes alive I'm wondering if Stafford who I have still top 10 this week kind of dials it back a little bit and the numbers come down and that would be a sign that maybe some of these tougher matchups that he has later on, including Chicago when he takes them on again three weeks later, could hinder him a little bit. I, I, I like having Stafford as a must-start quarterback. This, this is this is a good uh, barometer here because the Lions get Denver in week 16 and you wonder if Von Miller and Chris Harris are playing in that game. Now, that's probably their last home game, so... That may be the case, especially healthy, Harris. right? I, I, but, you know, Harris in particular is headed to free agency. And does he care at that point on a, on a team that's not going to the playoffs? So I would to think say, that he to, would, to save himself right. to get avoid injury. So he would play. He just might not play. Oh, I don't 100%. think he would. I, I don't know if he would play. You know, that's right. the key. You know, well, so th- those tough. are things that, that come into play with these teams that have nothing to play for with guys that are trying to preserve themselves. You know, yeah. so. I, again, like, you know, that could be Denver's last, I don't know, I'm assuming it is, but that's their last home game in week 16. And so it could be, okay, that's the final hurrah for some of nope. those veteran guys. Nope, the final hurrah is week 17 against okay. Oakland. So, you know, then you just wonder about those kind of scenarios. Again, it's it's case by case, but... Um, you, could almost, you could almost see them stinking in week 16, and then the last hurrah is week 17 against Oakland, and it's a game that means nothing for the Broncos, and they win it. Okay, so, uh, so let's see, running backs. But and the other thing about this is like, it this stuff changes as Jamie was saying, and right now the Chiefs may not be a great matchup for for running backs. Uh, the Bills, you couldn't run on the Bills. Now all of a sudden they're a great matchup. So I don't love this exercise, but I know people ask about it a lot. So you know I'm giving you some some names with good and bad schedules. Derrick Henry, I mentioned him on yesterday's show. Fantasy playoffs could be rough at Oakland, then Houston and New Orleans. Leonard Fournette's got tough matchups, and he really hasn't been that good in his tough matchups, uh, believe it or not. Except for Denver, where he went, went nuts. Uh, Marlon Mack's got some tough matchups. I thought, believe up. it or not, is Sunday night. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. If there's anything you see, say, speak I, I will now say or this, hold your you know, you, you, you sent us this email. I don't really look at schedules very much, uh, except when I'm you know immersed in it, but it's not something like I, I think about broad picture big picture uh but you did send us this email and i was looking to uh make a trade potentially for deshaun watson i have Jameis winston and it made me pause because i have to give up a lot to get watson and so i was like is it is it really worth it to to change the hmm. structure of my team knowing that watson could be in a little bit of a, a tougher situation whereas winston is such a favorable situation right like his like watson's ceiling might be capped because he's got one matchup going forward against a team that ranks lower than 15th and it's a pretty like, good ceiling, it, though. <laughs> against, yeah, well, he runs. 
So and Tampa Bay is that team. He gets them in Week 16, which is great, but a lot of tough matchups there. Uh, I will say, while you mentioned Watson, um, we're going to have Carlos Hyde on fantasy football today on Sunday morning. He's going to be in studio with us, so we'll ask him some Texans questions. Uh, fun, Wapo. Fun. Yeah. Speaking of fantasy football today, that's noon Eastern Monday through Friday on HQ and 10 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. Just download the CBS Sports HQ app, watch it on your connected device, and you can watch FFT on demand if you miss it live. So that's awesome. Please check it out. We also have uh, uh, well, a uh, programming note. Uh, Le'Veon Bell will be on the show next Tuesday as well. Hey. Really? Cool. Wow, you guys are crushing it. All right, and uh, we've got the Facebook group. Facebook, uh, Facebook.com. Yeah, go to Facebook and search for Fantasy Football. Th- Remember what it was? The Facebook? Doc? Drop the the. And join our FanDuel contest. Good movie. FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. Great movie. Uh, by the way, on, on the Facebook group, our giveaway this week is describe your season in a GIF or a GIF. And, of course, leave those Apple podcast reviews, and we'll read them on Saturday. Guys, it's game time. It's Tully time. The player of the week presented by Tullamore Dew. Dave, Jamie, and Heath are going to select a player that they think will surprise us in week 10. Heath, you're up. Devontae Parker has been surprisingly good since week four, really. Number 18 wide receiver in fantasy, number 15 since Ryan Fitzpatrick took back over as the starter. Now Preston Williams is out. And there's really not a number two unless you want to count Mike Kosicki. So I expect a lot of targets for Parker and a lot of fantasy production. All right, so let me see what I got on that. Six, the nine wide receivers with six or more targets against the Colts. Eight of those nine have had 72 yards or a touchdown. Of course, Juju had five targets and he had 16 yards, but usually you get six <laughs> targets, you do well against the Colts. Dave, who's your Tellemore new player? How about Greg Olson, whose target share has, uh, or his targets have actually been cut in half per game from Kyle Allen to Cam Newton, but he's got an amazing matchup against the Packers. Each of the last three tight ends to take on the Packers has had at least 15 PPR points, eight non-PPR points. It should be four in a row because TJ Hawkinson came up short on a touchdown against Green Bay. That's amazing. About a month ago. I know he never does that, right? <laughs> I, I, I think that the matchup is great for Olsen. I'm counting on the Panthers to key in on that and play action in the red zone being a friend for Greg Olsen. So if you're streaming tight ends, you can go back to Olsen in week number 10. Would you stream a Colts tight end or Greg Olsen? Olsen. Uh, would you stream Mike Gesicki or Greg Olson? I think I have Gesicki higher in PPR, Olson higher in non. Okay. Jamie, it's telly time. Who you got? I'm going to go Ted Ginn, you know, just uh, as a flyer, probably more so in deeper leagues than you would typically consider him. And, and look, he's clearly boomer bust. But whenever they're at home, I like the setup for him, especially with Breeze healthy. It's a bad defense for the Falcons. He scored each of the last two times he's played against them. And so if you're just looking at it from the standpoint of six teams on a bye, hoping for A.J. Green to return, the injuries that we're dealing with for flex uh, spots, I think Ginn's in a good scenario to, to you know take a flyer on. It's, it's clearly, again, boom or bust. He could disappoint you. He's done that more times than not. But whenever they're in their building and against a bad secondary, you know there's a chance for him to hit a big play. He's 5,300 on FanDuel, Adam. Ooh. It's a great yeah. GPP play. I, great I'm GPP play. I'm kind of desperate at wide receiver in a couple leagues. And I've actually picked up Josh Reynolds because I noticed Josh Reynolds is was very low in the projections. If you uh, play on CBS Sports, we don't do the projections. Those are sports line. And I'm not saying they're wrong. But he was just very far down in the list. Well, of there, there's agents. a reason for that. Because they were projecting Brandon Cooks at first. Okay. So now that Cooks is not going to play, they probably will adjust the projections and you'll see some different. One more player in the same uh, vein as 
again, is Darius Slayton. You know, uh, great matchup on the table. Yeah. Now you have Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram out. He played a lot last week, did not have a big game, only had, uh, I think, four targets, one catch. So we saw two games ago against Detroit, similar setup. He scored twice. So both those guys, I think, are very similar, very uh, same opportunities. But when you look at, I mean, Josh Reynolds is only 8% owned coming off a game with uh, three catches for 73 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. When you look at Reynolds, Slayton, and Ted Ginn, how would you rank them? I'd go Slayton, Ginn, um, Reynolds. Slayton, I, Reynolds, Ginn. I've got Reynolds, Ginn, Slayton. <laughs> so Beautiful. literally three different answers here. All yeah. right. Uh, we'll do some rankings disputes in just a bit. Here are some stats to know for this week. John Brown, we got him top 17 in both formats. He's at Cleveland. And he has five more targets than Cole Beasley this year and 266 more yards, which is fun. Yet Beasley has more touchdowns. John Brown has two red zone targets, two targets inside the 10. Uh, Baker Mayfield does not have multiple touchdown passes in a game all season. And Buffalo has not allowed multiple touchdown passes in a game all season. So keep that. Oh, in mind. no, I can't start Baker keep Mayfield. Keep that in mind with, with Odell Beckham. You, you uh, did not let me finish. Uh, Kansas City's run defense in their last three games has been a lot better. Aaron Jones did average 5.2 yards per carry, but Jamal Williams, the Denver running backs, Dalvin Cook, 3.5 yards per carry or worse. I'm not sure about Jamal Williams, but definitely Lindsey, Freeman, and Cook. Um, Zach Paschal. All right, he has had three games with six or seven targets. And if you get six or seven targets against the Dolphins, you are almost guaranteed to have a good game. There have been seven wide receivers with six or seven targets against the Dolphins, and six of them have had 76 yards or a touchdown. So let's do some rankings disputes, guys, for these AFC home games. Uh, Josh Allen, 62nd rankings dispute. This segment is usually Heath versus the world. Let's go with Jamie versus Heath. Jamie, you have Josh Allen 11th at Cleveland. Heath, you have him 19th, and Dave has him 12th, by the way. Jamie, you like Josh Allen. He's a starter. I mean, his his floor has essentially been 19, 20 fantasy points. His last four games, he's, you know, 19 was his worst last week. And so this Cleveland defense stinks, you know. So I, I think Allen will run enough. He'll, he'll be in the same range he's been statistically, you know, 202, whether it's one rushing, one passing. He's not going to have a big ceiling, which is why he's not, you know, higher. But I just think you know what you're getting from Josh Allen at this point, and and I don't think there are a lot of like I, I don't I'm not trusting Ryan Tannehill more than him, even though he's had a few more fantasy points than than Josh Allen. Just to give you an example of, you know, the streaming type of guys. Yeah, I I, I think Cleveland wins this game, and it feels weird, but I, like I don't think Buffalo's as good as their record. I don't think Cleveland's as bad as their record, and so you look at Allen. He doesn't have a game with 220 passing yards since week three. He has found some way to get two touchdowns most weeks, but it's not more than two. He had the rushing touchdown last week with just 12 rushing yards. I don't like his ceiling very much, and I don't feel confident in his floor. Heath, do you know what the spread is on this game? Uh, Cleveland is favored by three, and I was talking to Will Brinson yesterday. More money and more bets are coming in on Buffalo, and the Cleveland line— It's almost like they want you to take Buffalo. It's almost like they know something's going to happen. So maybe you're right. Maybe Cleveland wins the game, but that doesn't deter me from starting Josh I was going to say, it almost makes me feel better if Cleveland performs better. Right, right, because it forces Buffalo to score a bunch of points. I think Cleveland's going to win a low-scoring game. It could be something like that. Score very much. Maybe it could be that, but we've seen seven of eight quarterbacks to take on the Browns throw multiple touchdown passes. 
Uh, each of the last four of the last five quarterbacks have put up at least 20 fantasy points. I get where Jamie's coming from on this one. I would play the same odds. Allen, for me, is a low-end starter. I would use him over Jared Goff. Dave, do you understand the rules? Of yeah, the I don't dispute? think Dave does understand them. I'm not even in this dispute. <laughs> no, I'm you're not. In. But Dave got his own 60-second ranking dispute. Dave, you're now you're up for real. Actually, no, I'm kicking you out of this one. Jamie versus Heath again. Uh, it's Whoa. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> So Sammy Watkins is 30. Yeah, just, just to be fair, I haven't adjusted with Patrick Mahomes playing yet. So Watkins will be higher for me. All right. Is he going to be? Because Heath has him 14 spots higher. And and do we know? that We don't know that Patrick Mahomes is playing, do we? He practices in full. So we're assuming he's going to play. Uh, okay. So Sammy, uh, should we skip Sammy Watkins then? How do we feel about him in, in general? I think I'll still point? be higher, but it will be pretty close. So it doesn't have to be a spirited debate. Um, I, I think Sammy Watkins production this year is lower than what it should be based on the amount of volume that he's had. He's had at least eight targets in every game he's played except for one. It's been a little unlucky to not reach the touch to reach the end zone since week one. Patrick Mahomes is back. He's going to score. Okay. No Malcolm Butler, you know, for the Titans, there's, there's, yep. there's, uh, the targets the last two weeks, uh, was it 21 the last two weeks? 18 is what I've got. 18, there. 10 and eight. Yeah. Um, I thought it was 13, eight for whatever reason. Um, you know, so with, that's with Matt Moore. And, and I think you'll see that, he he, it's it's the same thing, you know. Uh, I'll go back to uh, our buddy Pete Prisco, uh, FOMO. You know, I mean, at yep. some point there's going to be a, a game for Sammy Watkins where he performs where the targets have sort of led him, and he's just been led astray a little bit. And now my 107 <laughs> second right, take that, on <laughs> Sammy Watkins. Well, I will say that Watkins last year, because Watkins has not played a game this year with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill healthy and staying healthy. This will be hopefully the first one when he's gotten like six or more targets or something like that. He was really good basically every game last year. When he didn't, he was bad. So he just needs the targets. Okay, next up. Dave, I'll let you join in on this one. It's you versus Jamie. Jamison Crowder. Jamie's the... Uh, I'm on oh. Team Jamie here. I can't believe Heath and Dave have Jamison Crowder outside the top 30, almost 40 in non-PPR. Dave does have him 30th in PPR. Heath has him 36th. Jamie, you've got Crowder 17th. So, Dave, uh, not loving Jamison Crowder against the Giants. Well, I'm not loving being against Jamison Crowder because last week he was outstanding, and I just don't know which Jamison Crowder we're going to get from week to week. If we're going to get the one that gets a ton of targets from Sam Darnold, clearly he was a big focal point of their game plan. He was basically their whole offense on the first drive, first couple of drives against Miami. Great matchup. Can't take it away from him. Just don't know if he's going to continue to get the 7, 8, 9, 10, 17 targets that we've seen him get from Sam Darnold before. I like him as a flex in PPR. and non-PPR, I think he's touchdown dependent, and I don't want to count on him for that if I don't have to. Yeah, agreed in, in non-PPR, but I think in PPR, you know, whenever Darnold has a chance to be successful, and for him successful is, you know, just not vomiting all over himself. Um, now you can do that even when he's successful. You know, I, 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 I just trust that that's his go-to guy. And, uh, you know, I, I've seen it now twice in the last month. I've seen it now three times over the course of the season, factoring clearly that, that he missed several games. And so this giant secondary stinks. And I think it's going to be an easy opportunity. We, we saw last week they picked on uh, uh, the, the, the Cowboys, you know, leaning on Randall Cobb as, as their – you know, kind of de facto go-to guy in in the passing game. That they're that that's an easy spot to take advantage of the Giants. So I I think just looking at what Crowder is in this offense, what 
Adam Gates' slot receivers have been. I'll buy into Crowder more times than not when I think that the Jets have a chance to be successful throwing the ball. Okay, so Darnold has hit Crowder on 35 of 45 targets this year. That's a 78% catch rate, 330 yards, and then the touchdown last week. 17 first downs to Jameson Crowder as well. So I think I think you're onto something as him being the go-to guy for the Jets. So I clearly have undervalued Crowder. I don't think I'm going to change him much in non-PPR. But in PPR, I think you can make the case that he's got a chance at 15 points. Mm, Heath is dying to get in, but sorry. I've got nothing to <laughs> say. Pay the rules. Uh, okay, so he's going to... Look, I, I just hope it's not Robbie Anderson week because that's what... It, like last week, I thought for sure it'd be Robbie Anderson that got those targets against the Dolphins. It wasn't. It was Jamison Crowder. But they, they, maybe they both could be good. Who knows? Uh, all right, let's do one more here. Let's do Emmanuel Sanders since he's in the NFC home games and we won't have a chance to talk about that uh, with all three of you tomorrow. So Heath versus Jamie here. Dave and Jamie have Emmanuel Sanders as a top 12 wide receiver. Heath, you have him as a starter, but 21st in non-PPR, 24th in PPR. Yeah, I I think this is probably just me being slow to adjust to they're going to be a wide receiver in San Francisco that's getting 9 to 10 targets every single week. And that might be the case, but it's happened once. And so I still expect George Kittle to lead this team in targets, I don't know that Seattle is going to be able to stop the Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman combo. And so I don't know that they throw a ton of passes. I like Emmanuel Sanders as a starter. He's just not a top 12 guy for me. I just like the way the the, the setup is for him. Uh, the Seattle secondary is not good. Sanders is, you know, showing you now in two games that building towards something, you know. So you're right. Over the course of the season, they the, last week was the first time over seven targets, right? Yep. And it just makes sense because they have a capable guy that they could they could right. trust. He came in knowing the offense, uh, you know the the rapport with Garoppolo that we saw in in the game Thursday night against the Cardinals. I think is something that they'll continue to you know build on. And I think actually I agree with you 100. They're going to run on Seattle and have success doing so. But I also think Seattle's going to score, and and you're going to see a chance for Sanders to help out in what could be a fun shootout. Cool. All right. Good job, guys. And uh, right, Heath, you have you have Pasco and Parker ahead of Sanders right now. Yes. Uh, Parker, I'm not sure about. I don't think Pascal. Maybe okay. a non-PPR Pascal, but I don't think so. All right. Well, you can't, in the main slate, you can't play Emmanuel Sanders on FanDuel. They don't include the Monday night game. But there are a lot of different types of contests you can do on FanDuel. In fact, you can play just the Monday night game. You can do a single game contest. So FanDuel's just got a, a whole bunch of things. The 50-50s, uh, that's when half the contest wins. So obviously, you know, the standards aren't as high, but also the payouts aren't as high. Tournaments, not as many people win, but you get paid more. Uh, you can play for a dollar. I play for five dollars a lot of contests. Nine dollars is the millionaire contest. You can play for a lot more than that. Whatever you want to do. FanDuel's got so many options and you pick a new team every single week. So look, maybe you're not having that great of a fantasy season, or maybe you're having an amazing fantasy season, but you want more teams. FanDuel is a great way to sort of supplement what you do with your seasonal fantasy football. And a great way to get 20 free dollars on FanDuel is to sign up right now at FanDuel.com slash FFT. Sign up now, get a twenty get $20 in total bonus. So here's what you do. You go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. You make a deposit of 20 bucks and you get 20 back. You get $5 every week for four weeks. Throw those $5 right now for FFT contest. But right now you would need to go to FanDuel.com slash FFT to get started. FanDuel.com slash FFT or download the FanDuel app. All the injuries and news and notes you can handle. Here we go. So Patrick Mahomes is practiced in full. We're expecting him to play at Tennessee. 
do you have any? Well, we're going to preview that game, but just yes or no? Any hesitation to start him with the ankle injury? Yeah, he stinks. Why would you play him? Only if I have Lamar Jackson. Okay. What if you had Russell Wilson and I would start Patrick Mahomes? Oh, I'd go Wilson. Yeah, maybe Breeze too, but that's about it. Yeah, Breeze. Okay. Uh, Baker Mayfield said he did not deserve the handlebar mustache. Heath, can you sort of understand that since you shaved off your mustache after a Minshew dud? Yes, I shaved it off before the Minshew dud. You ruined it. Um, but I do agree that he didn't deserve it with the way he's played, and I hope he earns it this week. Both of you shaved the Minshew mustache before the Minshew died. That's also true. I think both of you blew it. Yeah, true. both of you should have to get a handlebar mustache. Maybe you blew it for not doing it as well. That's not participating. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, what, Dave? Mm. Jacoby Brissett was limited sure. in practice, has not been ruled out yet against Miami, and Matt Ryan is not a lock to play, but we are ranking him and expecting Matt Ryan. Running back... Le'Veon Bell, they say that you know he's go- he's expected to play, but I think that Bilal Powell again not a bad player to pick up here against the I Giants. And what's, what's the worst thing that could happen right. if you carry him through Sunday? You can carry him up to Sunday and then you know do a switcheroo Sunday morning before kickoff, or hold him through the game. What if Le'Veon doesn't make it through the game? You've got the starting running back on the New York Jets. I can't think of any greater fantasy entity than that. <laughs> How about the starting running back of the Dolphins? Uh, but 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 in all seriousness, I mean, I think this is the second time we've dealt with a Le'Veon Bell. At the knee. It's been the knee both times, right? So can we sit here and, and say, of all the running backs who have a chance to just shut it down at some point this season, he's got to sure. be pretty yeah. high on the list. Mm-hmm. So Agreed. keep it in mind. James Conner, questionable. We don't know. They'll, they'll try to get him going this week. Um, as long as he keeps practicing this week, I think he's got a shot. Freddie Kitchen said that Nick Chubb is is about one thing and one thing only, and that's winning. I don't think either of those two are selfish at all. That was him talking about the running back situation. We're going to preview that game, but we know Kareem Hunt's going to have a role. David Johnson said he's definitely playing, and he's 100%. And Malcolm, one more running back note that yeah. just happened. Uh-huh. Darius Geis was just activated off of IR. He's still only owning 52% of leagues. Okay. You should go at him. David Johnson said he's definitely playing, and Malcolm Brown is trending in the right direction. So in terms of David Johnson or Nick Chubb, who do you expect to get a bigger share of the touches for their team? God, it better be David Johnson. I currently expect it to be Nick Chubb. Wow. A bigger share? You think Nick Chubb's got more touches than David Johnson? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You said I thought you said Kareem Hunt. Excuse me. No, Nick Chubb versus David Johnson. Oh, I I, I, I <laughs> went over my head. I apologize. Yes, I agree. Nick Chubb should get more touches than David Johnson. I think Nick Chubb will end up getting more touches than David Johnson, but I think they'll both get a lot of touches. Okay. Wide receiver news. A.J. Green mispractice, and he's... Da- I, can't, I, I literally can't even, A.J. Green. Uh, if he misses the game... If, I, if I'm A.J. Green, I don't play. Right. Yeah. Why would you? If he misses the game, do you pick up Auden Tate or Alex Erickson, and Auden Tate has the fourth most red zone and fourth most green zone targets inside the 10 in the NFL, which is crazy. Um, Tate and Erickson, any interest there? No, not against Baltimore. Maybe Uh, long-term, but not this week. Right. You'd have to be desperate and missed out on Devontae Parker, Zach Paschal, all the other guys we've talked about. Yeah, I, I think I think he'd be right in that same range as Reynolds and Ginn. Okay, might be a little. Safer. We just we just don't know how Ryan Finley is going to treat these guys. Is he going to 
divvy up the targets the same exact nice. way that Andy. He's going to be running for his life and throwing to whoever has. <laughs> well, no, I think more more long term because if again, if I'm AJ Green, wh- what's the sense of playing this year? You want to play? Point? He's a football player. He wants to play. You also he don't want to get the same hurt. Amount and, of money either way. Yeah, but he wants contract. to play. These guys want to play. We like. I, they I don't think play. he wants to play for this team. I, that doesn't look like fun. Like, what would be like? I think if I he was wait, playing is fun. It's not fun. You don't I like me. You want to you want to show up every day. <laughs> if he was 100 percent healthy, I think it's a different story. But he's not healthy. Clearly, there's still something bothering him, and he's got the contract situation looming over his head. If he gets hurt again, then he doesn't get paid. No comment there for me. Okay, Adam Thielen may miss only one more game. The Eagles signed Jordan Matthews. Sterling Shepard mispracticed. Sterling Shepard might go on IR. Uh, so yeah, I, you can. I think he's droppable. And Brandon Cooks is he droppable? They're saying that he can come back this year. He's just been ruled out for this week. Okay. It feels fairly similar though to Sterling Shepard. Like I, well, yeah. I, difference is though, one team's out of it. Right. Easier to to shelve Sterling Shepard. Right. The Rams are not out of it. Come on, D.D. Westbrook likely to play <laughs> after the bye. Uh, Amari Cooper dealing with a knee injury, but expected to play. And Devontae Adams says he's not all the way back yet. So. Oh really? And you're. You're sure, Devontae? I assume you're still going to start him against oh. Carolina, but yeah, yeah, he's not all the way back. Evan Evan Ingram is week to week with a foot sprain. How droppable is Evan Ingram because they have their bye next week? He's not. Okay. I had to make a tough no, call. Not, though, at, I mean, not at this point. I'm not that, letting go of a tight end. Another like guy that could get shut down. I, Yeah. I don't want to drop him, but I could envision situations where I might. Like, I don't think his ownership should be 99%. Yeah, I almost dropped that, him. Oh, my God. But if I see him on the waiver wire in my league, you'll I'm going yeah, to add him in a heartbeat. Oh, you're going to lose him if you drop him. Yeah, right. that's why but you if try you not to. Four and five and you got to win. You need that and he's your only droppable guy? Yeah, I mean, I've got a couple teams where my bench is loaded with guys on by, so maybe. O.J. Howard is likely to play this in. week. O.J. Howard, is he a start this week against Arizona? It's a flyer. Yeah. Desperate, desperation situation. Hopefully he delivers. Look, I mean... It's the matchup to trust if there's ever going to be a time to trust I, him. I would trust him in FanDuel before I would trust him in my seasonal league. Okay, let's play a real quick game of start, sit, or flex at best. America's favorite fantasy football game. First of all, who is your favorite streaming quarterback this week? Tannehill, if it's Patrick, Hoyer, who would your favorite, if it's Hoyer, who would your favorite be? Tannehill now. I'm taking Tannehill. Tannehill. Okay. What well, was Daniel Jones before the Ingram injury? You guys are... Fan of his, uh, no. Uh, Devin Singletary <laughs> at Cleveland. Start, sit, or flex at best. He's a start. Brown's run defense is struggling. He's playing great, and I think the Bills are going to continue to lean on him. Must start. Okay. Start. Frank Gore at Cleveland. Sit. 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 Odell Beckham against Buffalo. Flex at very best. Yep. I'm starting him. Are, are you? Ooh. All right, Heath. I'm starting him. I'll take the bait. Go. Um, like I just think he's probably going to score somewhere around 12 or 13 fantasy points. And that's probably going to be a top 25 wide receiver this week. He was really good against Chris Harris last week based on what number one wide receivers have done against Chris Harris and his type of production in PPR. Like maybe in non-PPR you sit him. Maybe he's a flex at best in that format. But in PPR, I'm starting him. I think he's a flex at best in PPR because I think the 12 or 13 points is close to his ceiling. Well, he could score Buffalo's pass defense is good, though. He could score touchdowns. He, he could. He'd, he'd be the he third also could have his stat. Stat. Buffalo. Right. Did you hear my stat, man? The right. B- five touchdowns the Bills have given. The Bills, have, this is the best wide receiver they've faced. Are you starting already. Beckham or Sanders? I think I have Sanders one spot ahead of him. Are you starting Beckham or Devontae Parker? Parker. What about Zach Paschal, that rascal? Beckham. Yeah, they, I'm going with Pascal. The only yeah, receiver too. that they've faced that's been close to Beckham is Edelman, and Edelman did not have a good game. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I don't they think Edelman is close to Beckham. Well, I mean, fantasy. Like they're in nothing fantasy. similar about them. I understand, but what I'm saying, like they have they both have good, beards. He's a great wide receiver they of Julian Edelman. Both have Edelman, great contracts, and he did not have a good game. Uh, Jarvis Landry starter sit. Flex PPR flex at best, non PPR sit. Yep. Kalen Balaj at the Colts. Sit. Drop. Joe, flex at best. <laughs> Joe Mixon against Baltimore. Flex at best. Flex at best. Start him. Just kidding. He has three receiving touchdowns of one or two yards this year, but it's kind of made him somewhat relevant. Tyler Boyd against he's, Baltimore. He's fine as a bye week running back. Flex at best. Boyd is a sit in, P, in non PPR and a borderline. Start and full PPR. All right, here it's we go. Flex at oh, best. Sorry, symbol. Jamie. Sorry, my bad. Uh, Rams are at the Steelers. Jared Goff is a sit. Not a must sit, but he's outside the top 12. He's between 13 and 16. The Steelers allow the 12th fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Was a little surprising to see Hoyer throw, I think, three touchdowns last year. Uh, last week. Four. He threw four. Which one got overturned that... Uh, no, Mika Fitzpatrick scored one, so he oh. four. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't as Yabba. surprising. So, yeah, why is Goff outside the top 12? Because he's going to have pressure in his face all game long, and when he's got pressure, he, he's like, oh, get away from me, and True. he throws the ball to the other team. <laughs> this defense has been great since Mika Fitzpatrick came along. They've held every opposing quarterback to 20 or fewer fantasy points. They have 11 interceptions. They've Not only everyone. allowed nine Not touchdowns. Everyone. Yeah. Every quarterback oh. since Minka Fitzpatrick. What's the decimal scoring on Hoyer? Uh, Hoyer, <laughs> I don't know. Hoyer uh, had uh, tw- Hoyer had twenty points, didn't he? Oh, no, exactly. They, they combined for twenty-two tw- points, and I said twenty or fewer. Yeah, they combined the for tw- for twenty-two points. The Colts quarterback. Okay, under twenty-one fantasy points. Are we good now? No. Okay. The Colts quarterbacks threw for twenty-two. They combined. Yeah, but it was two three. different guys. Yeah, but it was one so game. It was in the 5% of the leagues that used team quarterbacks. Dave, it has to be your goal. All right. Brian Hoyer had 21.32 fantasy points in <laughs> our standard decimal scoring. Okay, so every each of every quarterback <laughs> since I got Fitzpatrick had under 21.33 fantasy points. 21.33? <laughs> might bank off a top 12 guy this week. Uh, that includes he, Lamar Jackson I don't Jackson think he gets to Rivers. 21.33. All right, so you could get I don't like him because he's on the road. I know he's played better the last two games on the road. One was against the Falcons. One was a neutral side against the Bengals. So I, I just think it's... Yeah, those are easy defense. It's a, it's a tough spot for him against a tough defense. And now you're down Brandon Cooks for the game. I don't care what Josh Reynolds may or may not do. That's not the same threat. And so you're counting on him to not turn the ball over and get you multiple touchdowns in a tough spot. It's just not a safe situation for him. But I, like, I agree with everything you guys have said, but Ryan Tannehill is the only streamer I'm starting over him. Do you have anybody else? Uh, streamer? I would start Garoppolo over him. Yeah, yeah. right. Garoppolo is 90% owned or something. So Agreed. not a streamer. Agreed. Yeah, in That's terms it. of the streamers, yes. I'm not ready to go And if, if Brissett plays, I'll play Brissett over him for sure. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Me too. Alrighty. Todd Gurley, I, I can't imagine anyone's going to be starting Daryl Henderson or Malcolm Brown, but Todd Gurley, uh, look, he scores just about every week, and uh, Pittsburgh gives up just 3.8 yards per carry to running backs, six fewest fantasy points to running backs. I just got a question in the inbox. It was I have to sit one. It was Melvin Gordon, David Montgomery, Todd Gurley, and the other guy was was an obvious start. So if you had to sit one of those three, Gurley, Gordon, Gurley. and yeah, that's what I said. I'm I said sitting Gurley, Gurley too. It was I'm sitting Gurley as well. We yeah. had we had a good conversation on the video show yesterday about Devontae Freeman versus Todd. That was yesterday, right? Devontae yep. Freeman versus Todd Gurley in PPR. And he likes Freeman better. I think I may change that as well. The only thing I think in regard to Gurley, 
in that format in comparison to to Freeman. And I guess it's, it's kind of fair for both. But I think for him in particular, having fresh legs could be a benefit to him. Getting the week off, coming back. Um, you know, if, if there's one game in the playoffs you look at where he did run well, it was the Dallas game. It was their first playoff game after he had the two games out with the knee injury and then the bye week. So he essentially had three weeks off. He came back, he had over 100 yards. Everybody remembers C.J. Anderson that game because he was he was awesome. But Gurley and limited carries. At, that, at the time, Dallas he had a couple of really was, good runs. Yeah, was playing point. well, but he had over 100 yards rushing. So I think if there's one thing that you could sort of hang your hat on with Gurley is that he should be somewhat explosive. But again, go back to week one. He didn't have a great game against the Panthers. He started to pick it up in the second half, but he wasn't great if you're just going to play both sides of that. Okay. So he, you know, he could you could start him. He's the number two running back. And uh, would you start Austin Eckler or Todd Gurley? Eckler, Gurley and non PPR. Eckler and PPR. I think I'll take Gurley either way. Okay. So the wide receivers, Cooper Cup is a must start. What about Robert Woods? What about Josh Reynolds? Reynolds is a flyer. Woods is a low end number two receiver. You're hoping that he capitalizes more than Reynolds does. In on Cook's absence. Yeah, I, I don't have much faith in Reynolds this week. I think he's worth picking up in case Cooks is out for an extended period of time, but I don't want to trust him against this defense because, you know, look, eight targets last game against the Bengals, he had three catches, you know, so it's going to be boom or bust, and I think it's going to be more bust than boom. Uh, Woods is a number three receiver at best. He has yet to score a receiving touchdown this season, and again, you're facing this secondary. Why would you risk it with him on the road? Yeah, I think he's number three as well. It's kind of funny, right? You look at these two teams, and you think, oh, Rams, Steelers should be a shootout it, it, like if you looked at the preseason schedule right you know you get Robert yeah right and go, sure but it's just yep. it's not i mean if anything these are two teams that are winning with defense so uh i you know it doesn't feel like a great game if you got questions so who's the second best wide re- like if you have questions about a player it's not like oh well high scoring game who's the second best wide receiver in this game behind cooper cup I go back and forth between Juju and, and Woods, but they're both outside my top 24. Yeah, I've got uh, in PPR Woods 33, Juju 35, so I guess I'll say Woods. I don't feel good about it. I like It's a tough situation for Juju. And I, Yeah, I guess I'm the high guy on Juju. I have him 23rd and non-PPR, probably right around there in PPR. and Can't feel good starting him, but you know that there's some potential there, and I think it's going to be hard for the Steelers to just run the ball in general. They're going to have to try and throw. But will they throw it? Ram- will they throw it, Ramsey? I wonder if they try and scheme Juju away from Ramsey. Line him up in the slot more. Have him go in motion more. Have him cross the field more. I'd like it if they started scheming for Juju. That would be nice. Yeah, they haven't done a lot of that. But when they have, when they have, he's been okay. So does this matter to you? In two games with Jalen Ramsey, the Rams have allowed 90 or more yards to a wide receiver in both games, Julio Jones and Alex Erickson. Does that matter? Yeah, but I mean, you're you're still talking about Mason Rudolph against this defense. It just doesn't feel safe. You know, okay. Matt Ryan feels safe with Julio. It's it's just different. So who's who's the best and, running back in this game? If Connor plays, it's Connor. If Connor doesn't play in PPR, it's Samuels, and in non PPR, it's probably Gurley. Yep. Okay. Rams are non PPR would be close Connor. though between Gurley and Connor. Give up 3.8 yards per carry, but they do give up fantasy points. 19th in fantasy points allowed to running backs. Uh, all right, and Trey Edmonds would be just kind of a... Oh, my God. I forgot to make ad drops this week, and I need a running back. He had 12 carries. Sunday morning. He had 12 carries. Yeah, he had some work near the goal line. I'm telling you what he is. All right. He is a last-second emergency running back. Well, in this plays. scenario... If he plays, he's not even... He didn't, he didn't even practice on Wednesday. He's did. got a rib injury. 
Okay. In, in this week's week of with six buys, who's a better flyer, Trey Edmonds or Gus Edwards? Gus. Gus. Yep. All right. Uh, I think it's probably so. So, what about Deontay Johnson or James Washington, the secondary guys? We'll talk about the tight ends in a second. Flyers. Josh Reynolds range. All right. Josh Reynolds or Deontay Johnson? Who would you rather have? Reynolds. Uh, neither. Would I will st- take Deontay Johnson. I'll take I'll take Odell Beckham over them. Yeah, I'll take Slayton and Ginn over both. I like Fair. Slayton better than either of them. I like Ginn better than both of them. Would you start Joe Mixon? In a tough matchup, or Robert Woods? Woods. Woods for sure in PPR. For sure. Uh, Not I, PPR, still Woods. I think so too, yeah. All right, what do you think about McDonald and Everett? Do you like these tight ends this week? Big Mac is good. <laughs> I think they could both be streaming. Like They're fine streaming options. I don't have the a fact that you laughed at that is so terrible. <laughs> Me or Dave? Um, both. both of us. I laughed at Dave laughing. I don't know that I laughed at that. <laughs> I was just trying to continue with the show in a professional manner. I don't uh, think I've ever had a Big Mac in my life, by the way. okay, uh, I've had one, and I can't believe that I'm this big and I'm not like my, watching Big Macs. My first job was at McDonald's. Yeah. I worked Whoa. there for two years in high school. And they actually had to make a rule at that McDonald's on how much employees could eat during their shift because I ate too many Big Macs. <laughs> wow. Oh. Are they good? Um, they, no. <laughs> no. I can't All right. make, no. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, for still, this one of, still one of the best mistakes you've ever made. Yeah, I know. As a host. Still one of the, we had Subway as a sponsor. And Adam, was it coming out of a break? No, I was going into a break. I was editing a Going segment. into a break. Why for did Subway. I say this? For, for Subway, you're like, yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about like what was coming up next. I was like, I'm loving it. And we went to break, and I was like, oh, my God. Did I just say I'm loving it during the Subway <laughs> segment? All right, so uh, so Gerald Everett. I don't think I don't I didn't hear one answer about the tight ends. I'm sorry. Don't I answered the answer. question. You Everett. were too, too busy giggling over a Big Mac joke. They, <laughs> <laughs> um, Everett Everett should be better, but McDonald's got a great matchup. I mean, the the Rams basically all season long it's been a touchdown, I think, or like seventy yards receiving, sixty yards receiving for tight ends, something like that. I actually like McDonald better than Everett, but I think they're both fine streamers. Okay. All right, cool. Uh Colts guys or these guys? I would take I would take I'd Everett do. over all of them. I would take Doyle and PPR over McDonald. But I think Everett's the king. Hopefully it's not too windy at uh at Heinz Field. Okay. And the DSTs, the Rams are a start. The Steelers, Heath has them seventeenth. Dave and Jamie have them top twelve. Uh, you know, the, the Rams give up the fourth fewest sacks and the tenth fewest quarterback hits in the NFL. The Steelers give up the second fewest stats. And uh, the second fewest quarterback hits in the NFL. So we'll see if these teams can get to the quarterback. But these DSTs have been very good. All right, now we'll take a break. Uh, I hope this isn't a McDonald's sponsorship. We'll take a break and come back and give you the rest of the AFC home games. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra 
Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Kansas City at Tennessee. All right, we are expecting Patrick Mahomes. Let's start, though. Well, let's start with the Chiefs. Start with the road team. Okay, uh, let's say Mahomes is out. Starter sit Matt Moore real quick. Start him up. I think he's definitely in the streaming conversation. Yep. Would he be better or worse than Tannehill? Worse. 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 Okay. But if Mahomes is in, it's Mahomes. Let's talk about yeah, those. Yeah, sit more if Mahomes plays. Thank you. For she, sure. I mean, if they start Mahomes, that's what I meant to say. Uh, if... Not if. It, it, let's talk about the Kansas City running backs. Thanks for throwing me off, guys. Damian Williams, 12 carries, 125 yards and a touchdown, had a 91-yard touchdown run last week. I seriously doubt anyone starting LaShawn McCoy or Daryl Williams. Uh, do you feel comfortable with Damian Williams this week? I do as a low-end number two running back. And the only reason why it's that low is because we can't say for sure that he's going to be the primary guy for the chiefs. He played 73% of the snaps last week. It's the most for any chiefs running back after the first quarter. LaShawn McCoy was a ghost. He wasn't on the field at all. Damian. So why Williams would you say over. then it doesn't feel like he's the guy? Cause I think it feels because like we've guy. seen it before where Damian Williams had a lot of carries. Not and then the next week. Level, that's, that's the true. Thing we actually, but we don't know if it's going to be that way again. Like it's Andy Reid even came out and said, we're still going to roll with, with multiple running backs. I don't know if we can absolutely say that Damian Williams is going to get a, a, uh, a David Johnson like workload. Well, and the other two guys split the other 25%. It's kind of like what we've said about the 49ers receivers. Like what is a lot of touches in the backfield for Kansas city this year? Yeah. I think 15 is almost traditionally though, or not too many, but well, well, but like last year there were games where Williams had 20, 16, Touches or carries? Because in terms of carries, touches, yeah, touches. he's never had more than thirteen. Right, he's 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 playoffs. only had one game with more than thirteen carries. It was a playoff game. He had like twenty five carries. But and his role in the passing game is so unpredictable. It's just it's been up and down. It's been more up, I guess, with Mahomes than with more. But I don't know. Damian Williams feels to me like someone that I want to rank very close to where I, I figure out where Dave and Jamie and everyone else wants to rank Damian Williams, and I'll just rank him there because I don't have any confidence that he's going to be bad or that he's going to be good. Well, he could be a lot better than I think. He could be a lot worse than I think. The other thing that I'll add is after I I, I went back and watched his play because I'm trying to figure out this Chiefs running back situation like everybody else. He looked great. He was, he was finishing off runs. Uh, his lateral agility was really good. It played a role in his 91-yard run. I, I think you can have a little bit more confidence in him than you would have at this time last week. Oh, you just sure. can't. You can't go. I wasn't considering. You can't cannonball into the pool. Right. You can't cannonball into the Damian Williams pool at this point. Be happy that you have him. If you're missing guys this week, he's he's great as a flex. 
Okay, it's also a respectable run defense that they're going against. They are a little vulnerable. They give up the 10th most receiving yards per game to running backs, but 4.1 yards per carry to running backs. That was 3.8 yards per carry before last week, and Christian McCaffrey torched them, but it's not exactly an easy matchup. So, all right, we'll compare Damian Williams to some others as we go along. Would you take Damian Williams or Samuel Watkins? Uh, Watkins and PPR. I will take Watkins in both. I'm definitely taking Damian in non-PPR. I might end up going Watkins in full PPR because I haven't moved him up all the way. What, what about all the back. what about all the kind It's people, close between those two. What about all the kind people who play half PPR? Um, yeah, I'm probably Watkins leaning towards that one Williams. as well. I probably go Williams. <laughs> I, right. I think like Keith close. is right. There, there's going to be touchdowns coming for Sammy Watkins, but at least you know that Damian scored each of the last two games. I mean, the only person that can stop Damian Williams at this point is Andy Reid and Tyreek Hill. Well, and like every run defense he's faced, except for last week when he had a 91-yard run, he's been not very good running. No, I was making a joke that Tyreek Hill chased him down. Oh, it was good. It was good. Sure. I like. I missed every joke you big, made. Big back. Big back. <laughs> okay, uh, you can start Tyreek Hill, obviously, and you start Travis Kelsey. And uh, Chiefs are easy. So let's go to the to the Titans because it's a weird matchup. The Chiefs' run defense has gotten better. They're seventh best against wide receivers. They do struggle at times against quarterbacks, including Kirk Cousins last week with 26 fantasy points. Aaron Rodgers was amazing the week before that. Um, all right, so anyway, Ryan Tannehill. Who would you start Ryan Tannehill over? I'm starting him ahead of Goff. I'm starting him ahead of Garoppolo. I'm starting him ahead of Cousins, Mayfield, Daniel Jones, Kyle Allen, Sam Darnold. I'd also start him ahead of Josh Allen. Yeah, the only one I would disagree with is Garoppolo. I like Garoppolo better than Tannehill. I do like Garoppolo better than Tannehill as well. However, Jamie, you also disagree with the Josh Allen take. I was Yeah, I was going off days. Yes. So Heath, as we know, Heath is lower on Josh Allen. So yes, Tannehill has been pretty good. I mean, he's got let's see, twenty two or more, twenty two twenty five fantasy points, three straight. And I'll games. tell you what, I thought last week would be the meltdown week because I thought the Panthers' pass rush and playing on the road would hurt him, and he ended up playing just fine. And the uncomfortable, the thing we don't really know about the Chiefs is has their defense really improved as of late, or have they played a bunch of home games? Well, because their last two have been at home. Yeah. And they've been better defensively. Well, not against Rodgers. Three of their last four have been at home? Sure. Uh, in terms of four running, of their last five have been at home. In terms of running backs, though, I mean, like they had been terrible at home and on the road against running backs, but they've turned it around a little bit lately. So do you have any hesitation with Derrick Henry? High-end number two in non-PPR that I'm pretty excited to start. Low-end number two in PPR that I'm probably going to start. And I just feel like you're going to start him no matter what your system is anyway, just because he's he's finding ways to put up good numbers for fantasy because he's scoring a lot. Not so much yeah, for PPR, more. though. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jamie. I cut you off. No, Dave said system. I didn't PS4 or... Uh, oh, <laughs> Sega. <laughs> Jamie's on Sega fire Genesis. today, everybody. Uh, so... JJR Sega. Here's the thing I, I just wanna I just wanna say about this run defense, because like I, I mentioned, it has been better. They were very good against Royce Freeman and Lindsay. They were very good against Jamal Williams. Yeah, he had three yards per carry. They were very good against Dalvin Cook. But they've still given up seven touchdowns to running backs in those three games. So that's kind of amazing. So it's not it's not all peaches and cream. Um all right, 
Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, you, if you were going to gamble on a wide receiver for Tennessee, who would it be? A.J. Brown. Yep. A.J. Brown or Ted Ginn? A.J. Brown. I'll go again. Uh, I'll go again. PPR, Dar- Damian Williams or Derrick Henry? Damian Williams. Break the tie, Dave. Henry. It's, it's funny because we talked about this the other day. He's he's right. He doesn't catch the ball very much, but the perception is he should catch the ball. And <laughs> maybe ho- he does with Mahomes coming back. Yeah. Well, he didn't with Mahomes playing, so you know, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree with did. you. Maybe he maybe he does, but it's just it feels like this should be a scenario where he does a better job. I think actually, based on what Henry did last week, Henry may have more catches in the last two weeks <laughs> than Damian Williams does. It's possible. No, I'm gonna change three. my answer, Derek Henry. <laughs> really? Uh, he, okay, so first two games of the season, first three games uh, of the season for Damian Williams, he had 12 catches. So that was weeks one, and two, he's got and what, five. Five in his last six games or something like that? Five in his last four games. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's Derek Henry pretty Morris much. Oh, Delaney Walker, Jonu Smith. What do you think? Start Jonu if Delaney doesn't play. And do you start Delaney if, if he plays? I, think I don't he's think Delaney's a, as good as Jonu. I don't think he's as explosive, and I don't think he's got the same type of chemistry as he did with Mariota. Uh, we should probably mention Derek Cook. Seems like he's back, too. I'd oh, start yeah. him over a Titans Practice tight end. In full. Okay, well, I would start Jared Cook over the Titans tight ends, and I need to move Jared Cook into my projections. Great. Giants at Jets. Game of the week. Stat of the game. Ryan Griffin is the only Jet with more than one target inside the 10-yard line. He has three targets there. It's a weird stat of the game. I don't what a stud. know why it's the stat of the game. So Daniel Jones was a start for two out of three of our analysts, but not anymore. Not with the great 50-yard Evan Ingram out of the lineup. Uh, the Jets have given up 29 fantasy points to two straight quarterbacks, Gardner Minshew and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So still no on Daniel Jones. Have you turned on Evan Ingram? I just He just hasn't been that productive. You, but right, wow. but you're mocking him, calling them the great 50-yard Evan Ingram. I'm just more mocking, jo- jokingly mocking the fact that not having Evan Ingram is like, there's no way I'm starting. Like, I would feel like Jones. if I were to say the great, terrible intro Adam Azer, people would think that I was, like, mocking you. Right. Fairweather fan, Adam Azer. I, I don't know where to go with that. Okay, so not anyway. Until you're wearing Patriots. Daniel Jones. Start Saquon Barkley. But did you know? That the Jets allow the fewest yards per carry to running backs in the NFL. Now you know. Yes, that's I did. great. Look at the other. Like it's interesting that the really bad defenses are the ones that have the fewest yards per carry against them. I, I th- what are you I, trying to say? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like. We're not doing this again, are we? Okay, so yeah, I think it'll be like you're starting Barkley, but he's not someone I'm playing in DFS. Right. I, I might start him in DFS specifically because other people are going to walk away from him because of the matchup. I'm, uh, this is what I was saying. This was one of the reasons why I didn't want to go with Daniel Jones. I think the Giants want to get him going, and I think they're going to view Barkley? this matchup as one where they can. So the thing I is, I still think Daniel Jones is going to have a decent game. You do. Like he's less attractive now without Evan Ingram, but the Jets stink. So the the funny thing about these two run defenses is like the Giants had been really bad and the Jets had been really good run defense wise, uh, but then they made the Leonard Williams trade and then in their first game with and without Leonard Williams the matchups couldn't have been less revealing because the Dolphins sh- the the Jets shut down the Dolphins and the Giants got wow. pushed around by the Cowboys 
So I don't know if the Jets still have a good run defense. Uh, you know, but we'll whatever. Point. What? Move on. Okay. Uh, start Golden Tate. How much do you like Golden Tate this week? Start him. PPR yeah. start. Flex at best non. Yeah, I think he's starting both. Starting him in both. He does not have a target inside the ten yard line. He does have four red zone targets. He should get a lot of looks this week. PPR, he could be awesome. I don't. I wonder what his. Yeah. I, I'm. I could be fan dueling him. I'm gonna make that a verb again. And I like it when you make that a verb. Darius Slayton's a nice little flyer. Jets allow the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers. You get targets, you get production. Uh, Evan Ingram, no. So what about Red Ellison? He did have seven targets in one game without Evan Ingram. He was against the Patriots. It was three catches for 30 yards. But thoughts on Ellison as a sleeper? He is a very good streamer. It, who was the last guy we talked about? Uh, Evan Ingram Cook? and his 50 yards? No. Uh, uh, Delaney I, Walker. I, I, Delaney Walker or Red Ellison? Ellison. I'd probably go Ellison. I would start uh, Jared Cook over him. I'll go Janu over Ellison. I would go Janu over Ellison also. I would take... Who did you say he's Cook? I would take Cook over Ellison yeah. also. I would take Ellison over Jimmy Graham and Eric Ebron, for example. It, it has yeah. to be... If you're talking about Janu Smith, it has to be with Walker out, right? Of course. Yeah. Uh, Le'Veon... Oh, Sam Darnold, you guys don't like, even though... There's an opportunity here. I mean, he had the best matchup you could have asked for last week and got unlucky with the touchdown to Ryan Griffin, but otherwise he made plenty of mistakes. I if think, you're stuck, he's not awful. Yeah. Uh, do you like I take that back. Darnold if you're Jones stuck, better? he's awful, but you may not be awful. Do you like Darnold <laughs> or Jones better now? Jones. I still like Jones better, yeah. too. Me, too. One thing, like Dave said, and, and I think it's correct to an extent, they obviously want to get Barkley going, but this is the, the – Dale Jones has not played well at home yet. And this is the showcase game in New York. They want to get Daniel Jones going and playing well. I think they just this want is the to win. Game to, I don't think they care about wins at this point. This is the game to get Daniel Jones going. So they don't care it about stinks wins? that Ingram's not there, but this is the showcase game for each franchise for their young quarterbacks, and they want them both to play well. It's a big game for Adam Azer, too, because Daniel Jones only has so many good matchups left and <laughs> needs to average at least 21.5 fantasy points per game over the rest of the season to beat Gardner Minshew, so Adam doesn't have to wear a mustache. He could do that. By the way, they definitely care about wins. They, this, they're tired of They've been losing for four straight years. They care about wins. Uh, maybe they had that one stupid playoff the year. The Giants do. Le- yeah, the Giants. Le'Veon Bell, uh, how much faith do you have in him? I mean, you're starting him if he's playing. Okay. Yeah, more he's, faith in, in PPR. Yep. Um, not like he's somebody, a number one in PPR still. But a number two and none. Not someone I would I would use in DFS. Jets wide receivers. We already talked about Jamison Crowder. Jamie likes him a lot. Top twenty. Heath not so much. Dave is likes him now in PPR. Not so much in non PPR. Uh, what about Robbie Anderson? Eighty one percent owned. I had a question on a radio show today. Who do I start in my flex? Robbie Anderson or Kareem Hunt? And first, I expressed pity for the person who has that choice to make. But then I rationalized rather quickly that there's more upside with Robbie than there is with Kareem Hunt. So I think that the same type of upside that was there for him last week is there this week. The Giants' pass defense is brutal. It's just a matter of can he get those targets. Remember, I looked up the catch rate for Jamison Crowder this year. It's 78% from Sam Darnold. The catch rate for Darnold to Robbie is under 50%. It's not good. I would prefer almost anybody else at wide receiver, but he is that high upside low floor dart throw type of wide out. I think he's the topping 
on the uh, pie that is Darius Slayton, Ted Ginn, Deontay Johnson, all of those upside wide receivers that we've called flyers. I would still prefer Robbie Anderson, but I don't feel like he's any safer. To he's, those, those he's, he's the topic. The topic. Mm-hmm. So he's like the empty calories of the streaming high upside receiver. I don't know. You could put a, a, a healthy topping on your pie. Like all what? right, guys. Uh, let's Pecans? <laughs> like what? Pecans. Pecans? Okay. Protein. Yeah, sure. Je- Chris Herndon or Ryan Griffin, you know, depending on who's in, how do they compare to Red Ellison and that group? They're behind every person that we've called a good streamer. Okay. Buffalo's at Cleveland. Josh Allen, we've already talked about. Devin, Devin Singletary or Le'Veon Bell? Uh, I'll uh, go I'll go Le'Veon still. I yep. will go Le'Veon as well. Mm-hmm. Devin Singletary or Todd Gurley? Singletary. Devin. Devin. You're getting Devin. away from Frank Gore. All right, so John Brown and Cole Beasley. John Brown is a top 17, I think I said, wide receiver for everybody. Start him. Cole Beasley, how, where's Cole Beasley in the Darius Slayton, Ted Ginn, Josh Reynolds group? The pie, yeah. I think we're going to turn this into a seven-layer salad. And <laughs> no, I want For pie. me, Cole Beasley would be the second layer of the seven-layer salad. So Robbie Anderson's on top, then Cole Beasley, then the rest of those guys. He falls down to the crust in non-PPR. Okay, is it a salad or a pie? <laughs> I don't really think he's that good in PPR, by the way. Like, they don't throw the ball enough, and he's got three or four... He's got three games with two to four targets. He's got three games with nine or more I think, targets, but it's not happen I think it completely really comes down to game script, and if you if there's a game where the Bills are going to chase points and maybe have a hard time running the ball, he could get a lot of targets and a lot of catches. This Why would they have a hard time running like the ball, those though? Games. Right, exactly, yeah. Uh, okay, so... But he has scored in three straight games. Sit Dawson Knox... And then we sit Baker Mayfield, start Nick Chubb. Is Nick Chubb? I don't know still if you can even start dunk? Baker Mayfield in the two quarterback league this week with any confidence. We're starting oh, him. Oh, that yeah. might be who. <laughs> he Someone dropped Baker Mayfield. I think that's who Chris Towers is going to end up having to use against me in the uh, FFT league. Oh, congratulations because, on your victory. Because of all the quarterbacks that I've picked up and stashed on my bench. Nice. See, that's why you should roster multiple quarterbacks. Heath, we are starting We are <laughs> starting Baker Mayfield right over Kalen Balaj in a Superflex league. So. Yes, I did make that move in our lineup. Um, Mayfield over Balaj, and that is my, the extent of my level of confidence in Baker Mayfield. I would start him over Kalen Balaj. All right, Nick Chubb, is he still a, a no-doubt-about-it starter? Yep. Yes. Okay. So, Wait, yeah. you said Nick Chubb, right? Yes, Nick Chubb. <laughs> sure, Nick Chubb. <laughs> yes, I did. Kareem Hunt, uh, where is he for you guys this week? He's in Cleveland. <laughs> no, he's a flex. I think he's a he's an okay flex. Wouldn't surprise me if he had 50 or 60 total yards, two or three catches. I, I'll i bet you a bagel that he and Nick Chubb will take up at least 65% of the total offense for the Browns. I don't eat bagels, but I would take that bit. What's the matter um, with you? Second thing, like the we were we had the pie, and then it was a salad, <laughs> and then it was a pie again. That's because there was lettuce stuffed into the pie, and Cream Hunt would be that lettuce, and I do not want him in comparison to any of those wide receivers. This sounds like the grossest pie ever. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. So, would you rather have Odell Beckham or Kareem Hunt? What Beckham. are you talking about? Would you rather have Jarvis Landry or Kareem Hunt? <laughs> Jarvis Landry. I'll- 
<laughs> oh, oh, okay. no, no, no. Odell Beckham, he's been so good this year, and he's facing a team that gives up, I think, the second fewest or the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. And you keep citing You're how right. great Let's he was. Let's start a, no. a running back that might get 30% of the snaps. <laughs> At most. You, and you keep citing his game against Chris Harris. He had a 23-yard catch that was a total fluke. If he didn't have that, he'd have a 50-yard game. So uh, Odell Beckham makes catches that are total flukes. Oh, because does he? a squeaky wheel thing. He's been a squeaky what, wheel all year. Yep. Or cream hunt. <laughs> Baker right. Baker said he's going to force feed him the ball. I thought when you said that it's a squeaky wheel game for Odell that they're going to cut him and he can go to another team. Uh, Who was it earlier that record. said they were going to get the ball to him on, him on the very first possession and forced to pass to him and threw an interception? I can't remember. You know, that's what I feel like is going to happen now. He's going to force feed him to the extent of his very first pass is getting picked off. Yeah, I think this is probably making Tredavious White very happy. All right, start, start the Bills DST, and <laughs> I'm guessing Baker Mayfield shaves his head after this game, says, I do not deserve to have hair. Baltimore is at Cincinnati. That was not a good joke, but it was better than the some of JB's today. Uh, so, wow. since Drake... And I'm Kirk- the one that made the bad fast food joke. Oh, you was you? All right, since Drake Kirkpatrick's injury two weeks ago for, this, for the Bengals, four wide receivers in two games have had 73 or more yards against the Bengals. Three wide receivers have scored a touchdown. So, starters at Marquise Brown. And they, you want to talk about getting somebody going. They need to get him going a little bit. Absolutely. I wonder if there's a reason why they're not getting him going. Like, hurt. I wonder if that ankle injury isn't all the way back yet. And John Harbaugh kind of alluded to it that he wasn't quite all the way back yet. And uh, Mark Andrews has more deep targets than Marquise Brown has in their last three games together. Lo- Mainly because Marquise Brown has zero deep targets. Low end number two in non-PPR Mid-range number three in PPR. And I'm lower than that. I think he's no better than a flex in either format. Okay, ready for this one? Kareem Hunt or Marquise Brown? Shut up. <laughs> what? See, Marquise Brown Why? is the filling in the salad pie. Like, he's like the main part of it, but it's still the high upside salad pie. He has a lot of upside, I think. He, yes. He has a lot. I mean, and he got Gilmore. Hey, Gilmore. He got Gilmore last week. So I, I expect Marquise Brown to score more fantasy points than Kareem Hunt has touches. Ooh. Okay. Like a yeah, I uh I'll bet you a salad pie on that. Okay. That facial hair again. No, that didn't work <laughs> out well for Gardner Minshew. All right. Uh so in this game, it's a fairly easy game. Mar Jackson is, you know, the best. Mark Ingram is a must start, right? Okay. Yeah, this this run defense is so good. Gus Edwards is not the worst sleeper. He actually has, you know, Gus Edwards has the same amount of carries inside the five yard line as Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, David Johnson, James Conner, and a few others. He's oh, stop it! That it's that's depressing. But it's also a sign that the Ravens are moving inside the red zone very well, uh-huh. running balls they do, uh, allowing lots of rushing yardage and rushing touchdowns is what the Bengals do. So the Venn diagram works out perfectly for Gus Edwards. All right, Mark Andrews has been kind of frustrating. The Bengals allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. And uh, Andrews did have a huge game against them, though. He had 99 yards. This is a rematch, by the way. So you like Andrews this week? Yeah. He's still one of the reliable tight ends that you can start. He is a guy that's kind of on notice. Because if he plays 24 snaps again this week, then I think you have to re- like really reconsider where you're at with him. But right. you start him this week. I okay. wonder if he does have a bad game that includes drop passes that the 
Ravens coaches stop relying on him because it, it doesn't surprise me that he didn't have a lot of work last week when the previous game he had three drops, just like huge drops. Adam, what are you doing with your hands? Let's go. Uh, so Joe Mixon. <laughs> you look like Kermit the Frog when he was introducing a special <laughs> guest on the Muppet Show. That's what you just look like. Joe Mixon. Oh, no, Tim Conway. Yeah. Have I ever told you how much I hate the Muppets? This has been such a weird show, man. Joe Mixon or um, Marquise Brown. Andrews? I'll Marquise, take Andrews. Marquise Brown or Joe Mixon. Um, Marquise Brown. I yeah. may go Mixon and non PPR. Yeah, he, Mixon was brutal against them last time. Yeah, he had it's eight, true. eight carries for ten yards the first time. Uh, so, and they got Ryan Finley starting. So I'm not going to be too comfortable starting Joe Mixon. I don't think anybody is. Uh, who's the best wide receiver in this game? Brown. All right. Uh, yep. Tyler Boyd and PPR. Brown. Okay. Well, I guess we don't love Tyler Boyd then, right? So. Nah. No. Okie dokie. Sit the Cincinnati tight ends and Miami's at Indianapolis. Both now Parker, we're talking about a good offense, yeah, the Dolphins. Both Parker and Pascal, if you just look at stats and targets and whatnot, they, they are set up for success. And you guys like Parker better than Pascal, I believe? Yes. Okay. Uh, go back and forth, but yeah, I think Parker better in PPR for sure. Ryan Fitzpatrick is 18th for Jamie, 16th for Dave, 24th for Heath. So two of uh, two of these three guys have Fitzpatrick as a worthwhile. Yeah, streamer. I'm gonna drop him a little bit. I, I don't think he's gonna play well this week. Okay, and Kalen Balage, Kalen Balage or Joe Mixon. Mixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The Colts, the Colts have been really good against the run lately. Caleb Balage, or you let your opponent pick a running back. <laughs> this, like this is where you should ask Caleb Balage or Kareem. Hunt. I was about to do that. Caleb Balage or Kareem Hunt. Caleb Balage, it's not close. Come on. I do think I have Balage one spot higher. Literally one spot. Literally. Caleb Balage or, or Odell. Caleb Balage or Odell Beckham. Odell. Come on. Uh, Caleb Balage or Tyreek Hill. Okay, uh, heat side. Mm. Is this thing still on? I we, we've talked enough about Devontae Parker, uh, Mike Gesicki, or Mark Andrews. It's Andrews. Andrews. Yep, but Gesicki is my favorite streamer. I, yeah, he's definitely up there for me. I don't know if we consider Gerald Everett a sleeper or not because he's or a streamer yep, rather. I think because he, he was out there in a bunch of leagues. I like Everett better, but Gesicki, eight or more PPR points three of his last four games, running routes on seventy-five percent of his snaps. I think his snap rate goes up with Preston Williams gone. And uh, just, you know, big body, big target. And Ryan Fitzpatrick's throwing the ball everywhere. Yeah, and the Colts see the seventh most tight end targets in the NFL. Teams face the Colts. They throw a lot to their tight ends. Uh, the Dolphins defense now facing Brian Hoyer. So Brian Hoyer or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Hoyer. Hoyer. Either Colts quarterback. I would take Brissett over Fitzpatrick. I'll take Fitzpatrick over Hoyer. Marlon Mack is top 10 in both formats. He should have a big game. He better have a monster game. We like Zach Paschal. We like him a lot more in What's non-PPR. Just to, just to point out on Paschal, though, he's played two games without T.Y. Hilton. One of those two games, he got one one catch on two targets because Marlon Mack had 29 carries or something like that at the Chiefs. So there is that risk. But if they're throwing it all, it's got to go to Paschal. I mean, some of it's got to go to Paschal. And then how do you feel about these tight ends, Doyle and Ebron? Who do you like better and how much do you like them? I would go Doyle, especially if Hoyer plays. 
because I, I, we saw enough of it last week. Hoyer was looking for him. In two games without T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle has been very good. Okay. Ebron, not so much. Well, then Doyle is ahead of Gasicki or now? Yes, for me. In PPR, I think it's very close. I probably have Gasecki a little higher. Cool. That, and not for Heath. Heath likes Gasicki better, right? Yeah. Okay. Colts DSD's top four. Stardom. It's the end of the show. We're done. Thanks for listening, everybody. What about uh, that fast food thing story you told that one time? Oh, yeah. That's what they say when they give you your food. They say, got to go by. And for Dave and for Jamie and for Heath, I'm Adam. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.